Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I'm in this world and they made me. Welcome back to 32 Fans. I'm Alex Chester. With me, as always, is Wheels Wienerker. Wheels, how's it rolling? It's rolling great. It was a tough football Sunday for me and for you. Uh, my team lost, but I'm rooting for that. Your yeah. team... Your team had their second most exciting game, third most exciting yeah. game of the season. Yeah, your team had a bat-breaking loss, but it, it pained me. I felt what it was like to be a Vikings fan, finally. <laughs> um, I mean, this is not like a top... 50 losses of my life. Oh, so. Of course not. No, no, no. Obviously not. I mean, this is not a Super Bowl contending team. The ceiling is incredibly low. You were hoping to, you know, play meaningful games in late December. Well, I but mean, I had the annoying yeah. thing. OK, so when they fell to one on five, I was done. Angry, yeah. bitter. The one point loss to Tennessee where Gruskowski goes five for five. The one point loss to Seattle with obviously, you know, with the fourth and inches and then the 96 yard drive by by Russell. I was and then and then the blowout loss to the Falcons. They're one in five. They're trading in Gakwe. Uh, Denal Hunter is getting season-ending surgery. Like, all right, we're done. We're folding up shop. Let's focus on the draft, which is not something as a Vikings fan I ever do, really, because, you know, they're bad seasons. They go 7-9, really. Um, like, you know, sex with, like, Leslie Frazier and rare exceptions like that. Um, and then they, they win. They win in Green Bay. They win in Chicago. They beat Detroit. And I get sucked in, and I'm like, oh, my God, you know, look at the schedule. They have all these cake games. Cake, 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 cake. And they're going to get to 9-5. and five. And then the question is, can they beat New Orleans or Tampa Bay? You know, well, we already find out that New Orleans is no longer Drew Brees. And by the time they're playing Tampa Bay, who are we sure it's going to be Tom Brady? You know, I can't be sure about that at 43. And then they lose at home. And I, you got you lost in Survivor, right? Well, yeah, basically what happened was I was alive in four different Survivor pools in week 11. Two of them, you have to make two picks. That's six picks total. I had to pick five different teams based on who I'd selected in pools. Uh, I picked four teams once and I picked the Minnesota Vikings twice. Uh, and both pools I had to make two picks. I got knocked out. I was, I believe I calculated 48 no in survivor picks before wow. then because you had to be at least 11 and 0. And in some of the pools, I think maybe maybe even 50 and 0 or something because in some of the pools, you had to make two picks, I think three or four times already. And then every week going forward in that pool. So I did have it mapped out. I was pretty confident. Uh, and then the Vikings, I like you said, you said at halftime, you never thought it was even a possibility that the Vikings would lose. The yeah, Cowboys. they were losing at halftime, but I, I had complete confidence they were going to win the game. You didn't let it enter your mind, as the Tom would say. And I don't yeah. think, yeah, it was very frustrating. I think if Jefferson catches the pass on yeah. that second down, they probably still tie up the game. Yeah, which is like a meaningless second and six. 
but it turns out like that's I know you that's... know when that happens like there's so much pressure on the third down no and uh, it's four down no I I still had no concern I mean I was annoyed about that but I mm-hmm. I still I but also I, the defender dropped uh, a very, relatively easy interception at the goal uh, line I mean, that he had a disaster he also had two huge penalties against him yeah he had a disastrous yeah. game obviously the refs were kind of rough I think yeah. um how about this though so it's played very well Yes. Yeah, so for some reason, I want to ask you about this. For some reason, Bill Simmons has always hated the Vikings, a very hard to hate team. And he's never really respected and the them, even though part is that he, the best man in his wedding, his, his, his best, friend, best friend who doesn't talk about a lot, but he, he's he was the best recently. man at Bill's wedding. Yeah. Yeah. And he still really likes the guy. He talked about him recently. Like, he's Vikings a diehard fan. Vikings. Yeah. But he he's never liked or respected. Maybe he's like a very down on the Vikings guy and he just poisons Bill's mind. And, you know, they were like talking about Kirk Cousins like he was Sam Darnold after the podcast. Yeah, like Sam Donald's never had one game in his career. We'll never have a game in his career. Probably as good as Cousins played on Sunday. I think they said Cousins. That's his fifth game with three plus touchdowns, no interceptions and uh, over 300 yards passing. Yeah, the Jets haven't had five in their history, by the way, like that. That's not that's that's not a lot. No, I I need that one on NBC. Hold on. Do I need to look this up right now? It's like it's a shocking 300 yard, three touchdowns, zero interception games for the Jets. Cousins did yesterday. Jets. All there's very few. Maybe like okay. maybe it happened with Namath, but then it hadn't like because Namath, um, Namath threw three picks a game. I know, but he had a couple of these games like it, I had a stat once at NBC like it happened and then someone threw an interception at the end. It was like, oh, it ruined my great stat. Um, it, it's happened very. What few about times. the Just, game where you Gino destroyed Smith. the Colts 41 nothing? The first of all, playoffs, playoffs wouldn't count. And no, he didn't throw three touchdowns, I don't think, in that game. And he wouldn't have thrown for 300 yards. What do you not count playoffs? That's idiotic. Let's not count no, the stat, most nobody counts. No, but nobody counts playoffs for stats like that. Well, first of all, whether other people do it or not does not mean whether or not it's correct. Okay, but nobody it, it, counts. It's like completely idiotic. Derek Jeter's 3,000th hit was not his 3,000th hit. It was like his 3,300th oh, hit or whatever. You're dropping such a hot take because no one agrees with you. It's insane. But, what? Not one person. No, I, I know it. how it is counted. I know. The, hold on. It would be I know, hard to even Akiva, find the stats, like including Akiva, postseason. I know how yeah. I count it on my charts. Also, I do it that way because it's easier to do because that's how it's Derek usually... Cheater. This fellow you talk about. Yeah, but there's no um, reason. But the point I'm not saying what we do. Oh, I'm great. Saying what he got we to be in the playoffs because he was on a team that spent more money than everybody. And, and, and you know what? And players get times. to play more games because they get lucky with health because they get lucky with a million things. Like, yeah, health that's is a part skill. Of, Playing okay, for the well, New York Yankees, the Mets' new AAA minor league okay, franchise. There, there, there's, there's, and also if you have a because he's on that team or a Bonds when he had Kent or whatever, you know, you get to see fatter pitches when you're in a great lineup. Yeah, there's, there's mm-hmm. a ton of factors in all sports. That mm-hmm. all right, hold on, I'm still looking this up. All right, the New York Jets. I haven't been a football reference since I stopped writing the book at the end of the summer. Well, now you have to go to Stathead for all all the sports, which is annoying because you're in the middle of like you know. Oh, baseball football reference is officially down. They kept warning me. No, when I was pro there. football reference. Basketball reference. Yeah. No, they're all none of them are down. What they did is they took their play index off. Yeah, the play index was by subscription, but they pulled the play indexes onto a separate website, which I don't know the reason for. So now you go to you have to go to stathead.com. Mm-hmm. And so I, you know, I'm like, I'm like, now sometimes it like within basketball reference or whichever one you're on, it'll automatically link to stathead, but sometimes mm-hmm. it doesn't. Um, so very annoying. All right, I'm still I'm still working on this here. Passing yards over 300, and I'm doing regular season and playoffs by the way because I'm I'm not an idiot. While I, yeah, they just don't have a lot of playoff games with 300 yards passing. Zero. Yeah, I, I doubt it. Would you like to hear the New York Jets quarterbacks? I had, looked it up once. Yeah, please. Who had over 300 yards, at least three passing touchdowns, a couple of them at four, and no interceptions. Mm-hmm. Okay. First of all, would you like to guess how many times it's happened in Jets history? You guessed six or five or whatever, but I think it's like six. Yeah. All right. Uh, the answer is nine. 
Okay, it was pretty close, though. There are seven different quarterbacks. One guy did it thrice, um, including in back-to-back games, which is actually incredible given Jets history. Uh, but we'll yeah. get we'll get to those. It's games. like when the, you know, it's like there's been however many fifteen on this is the triple plays, but they happen in nineteen twenty six or twenty seven on back to back days. Yeah, exactly. Um, and it didn't right. happen for like forty years. Yeah. Okay. So the first one is the New York Titans in their debut season. Al Doro, who we both yeah, Al Doro. Uh, love and respect. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, three. I think Doro ends up being the coach. Maybe I think it was either coach later. Hold on. Three seventy five and three touchdowns. Oh, and by the way, he also ran for a touchdown. Okay. Uh, Just give us the names. All right. Uh, he beats the. Okay. Uh, Joe Namath in 1967 is the second mm-hmm. one to do it. Yeah. Richard Todd in 1981, the third yeah. one. By the way, it. I think I think when I did this, like Breeze, it had like a season with with yeah. like six. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> with six. I mean, there's guys who probably had seasons with 10. No? No. 10, no, 10 games with three touchdowns, no interceptions, 300. No, not 10. Uh, I mean, Rodgers didn't do it in the year where he had 48 and, and six. No, because it's very easy to not throw three touchdowns. Yeah, that, you, well, I'd say the yards is actually. You could throw the yards two, is hard, yeah. too. Especially if you have an easy win. All right. Uh, Ken O'Brien does it three times. Back-to-back yeah. weeks in 1986. And then again in 1991. Well, 86, one of them was probably the 51-45 game, the famous game that's on like ESPN Classic. Uh, no. No. Okay. Uh, the Jets' highest score in any of these games. And by the way, the, okay, here's the craziest part. The next three quarterbacks who have done it have all done it in the last six years. Yeah, are all, are all active NFL quarterbacks. None of them yeah. are the Jets starting quarterback right now. Yeah, Gino Fitz and McCown, I think, right? So G- Gino did it. Do you remember the game against Miami? Yes, it was late in the year. No, it was it was December twenty eighth, correct? Yeah, so it was against their third string. It was against like their practice. Okay, squad. he he throws for twenty for twenty five for three fifty eight and three. Uh, then you go three more years until uh, it's actually an ad- it will be the uh, third anniversary of that this Sunday. Josh McCown did it on what probably was a Thanksgiving weekend game. November 26th, but they lost to Carolina, 36 mm-hmm. to 19. By the way, how do you only score 19 points at a game where you have 300 yards, three touchdowns, and no interceptions? I guess they missed some extra points. Yeah, and they probably missed one and then went for two ones. Um, and then the most recent one, no, uh, Fitz does not do it for the Jets. Sam Darnold did do it uh, in, oh, on okay. December 23rd. Remember that Again, year when you said he was so great? Against, yeah, against the practice squad. In a loss in to the Packers. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but, that uh, Packers. That was a good. That was a good Packers team. Like that was a playoff team, I yeah. think. Uh, what, what, which year? 2018. The Packers went six, nine, and one. That was the off year for the Packers. Oh, okay. Was the year they got McCarthy fired. Even even when the Packers go six, nine, and one, uh, you cannot beat them. Um, yeah. Even when your quarterback throws for 300. That was like a very fluky touchdowns. game where they like had 100 chances to win, and I think yeah. the Packers won in overtime. So Sam Darnold did have a game like that once, uh, and like a Vikings quarterback, he lost while doing so. Uh, the other thing, and I, you know, it's old to talk about this, but I really want to complain about this. So in the first quarter of the game, for those who didn't see it. Uh, Kirk Cousins gets sacked, suffers a helmet-to-helmet injury uh, or, or hit, which is not called, but is very, very clear on replay. I mean, like, it's uh, openly, you know, acknowledged by the announcers and agreed to uh, by Pereira. Um, he also was sort of a weird play where as he gets sacked, he sort of, it's almost like the ball is taken from him when they're both on the ground. But but upon review, because the Cowboys challenge it, so it's called Vikings ball, that's just a sack. But upon review, they noticed that Cousins, as he came to the ground, was rolling on another Cowboy defender, and so he didn't actually touch the ground. He was sort of on another body, and the ball gets ripped out of his hands. So on review, it's a fumble, and it's uh, Cowboys ball. And then the Cowboys score pretty quickly. And I don't understand. I understand that, generally speaking, we don't want late hits reviewed or how much helmet hits reviewed because then, you know, they, we want to sort of limit what's reviewed. But this is a circumstance where the call on the field, it's a sack. It's bad for the Vikings, but the Vikings have the ball. Despite the Cowboys cheating, should have been an automatic first down, 15-yard penalty, which is missed. But the Cowboys then challenged the play, and upon review, oh, when when Cousins got hit in his helmet, the guy in the Cowboys took the ball from him. Like, it just it doesn't make any sense that you that not only do they miss the call, but that 
they then get the benefit of having done that. You know what I mean? Upon review. Yeah. Now, now, how do we how do we carve a rule or an exception to the existing rule that permits that that would permit reviewing it, but only in that only in those types of circumstances? Right. That's the question. That's where it gets very difficult. Um, hold on. One of my kids just woke up. No, you're not listening either. I was listening, but yeah, go to bed. All right. Well, we're, anyways, uh, think about it. Yeah. And so and, and also it's not just that the rule has to be sort of legible in the rule book, but it has to be somewhat clear enough that NFL coaches who are not notoriously great uh, decision makers about things like interpreting the rules and, and you know, analytical decisions in the moment, uh, not that it's easy to do so under the pressure, have to be familiar enough with the rules so that they're not going to be throwing flags incorrectly, right. et cetera. So, yeah. Anyways. Um, all right, let's let's move on from Vikings. But, but coaches oh, so, want to give themselves less responsibilities. Yeah. Not more, oh, so. but hold on. Oh, and, then, and then the other annoying thing is because Tampa went ahead and lost last night, which, uh, you know, when I uh, when I predicted them to win, although as soon as that game started, I felt like that was the wrong prediction. Um, Tampa now, basically the Vikings. So this week, Tampa's playing Kansas City at home. But you got to assume they're going to lose Kansas City, right? I really like Kansas City in that game. Yeah. And I'm not down on Tampa. I just think it's a bad matchup. Yeah. I don't know if they could go score you for know, score. Tampa, and, and why don't we, you know, we're doing coach ranking 16 to 1. So why don't we start with number 16, uh, okay. which, is, which is in Tampa, which is Bruce Arians. Tampa's had a very unusual season in that they've both been much better than expected and much worse than expected. Yeah. Like you have, if you had offered them this record, they would have said fine. But now somehow it feels very disappointing for some weird reason. Well, it's also, I think, Sort of, I mean, that's really unless you're Kansas City or, or Pittsburgh, I guess, by definition, since they're you know undefeated, although I don't think anyone really takes them that seriously uh, at this point, unless you're Kansas City or Pittsburgh, this has been a season like that for every team. You know, this has been a weird season with limited practice and no preseason. And, and so it's not it's not like unique to Tampa, per se. But Arians is I think he was a well-liked and well-respected coach in Arizona and in Pittsburgh before he got here. And so people gave him a little bit of the benefit of the doubt and they went seven and nine last year, but this year it's just sort of, Oh yeah, well now they're a playoff team because they have Brady. And I, you know, I don't know. I'm not, I'm, I've always liked Arians, but I'm a little skeptical right now. Like he's very well respected. I I agree. I think here's the thing that that is a playoff talent to team without question. Okay. Right. Um, So it is on him. If that team can't make the playoffs, that is very much on him. Yes. They have a 43 year old quarterback, but there's so much talent on the defense and the receivers are, you know, very few teams w- wouldn't trade with them. Yeah. Well, so let's come back to their schedule, though, for a second. To, we're talking about the playoffs. So this week they lose to Kansas City. OK, mm-hmm. they'll be seven and five. OK, this week, assume for argument's sake, who's taking the spot? The Vikings don't well, even hold, don't. That, that's hold, stop, assume, OK, stop. just hold on. The Vikings are going to be favored in four of their remaining games. OK, look mm-hmm. at the garbage teams they are playing. The Vikings just lost to Dallas. Yes. Any, the Vikings could lose any game, obviously. I'm not talking I, without a question. They could, but they will be favored in four of their games. Mm-hmm. OK, they're, they're, they're going to be the better team significantly in four of their games. They could lose one of them. They just lost one of them on Sunday. But assuming they win those, uh, you know, they're getting they're still they're, they're at. The you point. think they're significantly better than Chicago? Yes, I do. That's Chicago crazy. We no, just, they're no, not significantly better than anybody. We just Chicago out last week. They're not significantly better than anybody. Of course they anybody. are. They're significantly better than the Cowboys, who they just lost to. Again, I'm not saying. I don't even they, think they're significantly better than Detroit. I mean, they really destroyed Detroit. Um, anyway, the point is, and Carolina is the toughest of those four games, by the way. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, Carolina is good. Yeah, I mean, Carolina is not good. The Penguins are better. But, you know, anyways, but if they win those games next week afterwards, 
Tampa seven and five, Minnesota six. I think and six are I think Carolina is better than hold the on. Vikings. But hold on, are playing each other. I personally think the Panthers are better than the Vikings. Okay, well, that's an idiotic take, but we'll get to that. It's not second. idiotic. The Panthers well, play much harder. Okay. Yeah. The Vi- Assuming the favorites win this week, the Vikings are favored. Kansas mm-hmm. City's favorite. Next, Christian, week, what what would McCaffrey do to the Vikings if he was healthy? First of all, he's not even playing. Yeah, but what would he do to yeah. them? Obviously, if they I mean, if Alvin Kamara never plays that well against the Vikings, I, I don't like. You just saw Zeke have a good game. Oh yeah, they're like their run defense is not the problem. The problem has mm-hmm. been that they have no cornerbacks to speak of. Carolina's receivers are much, you know, less threatening, frankly, than the Cowboys' receivers. True. Well, no, the Panthers have good receivers. They don't have the Vikings. Don't have anybody yeah. who can keep up with Moore and Anderson. Well, I'm less concerned about Anderson, honestly, because I'm more concerned about physical receivers more than. Anyways, yeah. which we'll speak of physical receivers, Mike Evans. Next week, the seven and five Bucks will be playing the six and six Vikings. If the Vikings win, and I don't think they're going to, but if the Vikings win, they're both seven and six, and the Vikings have the tiebreaker, which means okay. you're, which means that if is unless Tampa sweeps Atlanta, basically the Vikings could would make the seventh wild card. The Vikings are four and six. How are they getting to seven and six so fast? Again, assuming that they beat the Cowboys and the Lions and the Panthers and the Jaguars, the four <laughs> okay. bad teams. I'm making none of those assumptions yeah, other neither than the Jaguars. Neither other than mind. the Jaguars who are actively trying to lose. Anyway, so the point is that I'm sucked into this stupid team again. We've discussed this in the past, and, w- and one of the listeners in the Patreon group brought it up, sort of like the, the different aspects of coaching. And like mm-hmm. as fans, the easiest one, obviously, for us watching on television to analyze is the decision-making on the field, the play yeah. calling, you know, whether mm-hmm. we should go for it. And some Clock of those, management. Yeah. yeah, and a lot of that is stuff that you don't even need to, you know, be an expert in football to understand. And yeah. so it frustrates us, I think. Obviously, there's other aspects of coaching which are not necessarily apparent when you're watching on TV. There's well, Frank, there's the relationship aspect of it, which I think some like Mike Tomlin is clearly a genius at or like Phil Jackson, obviously, in the NBA. And then there's like the literal play. There's literal like developing your players and making them become better football players and practice and everything else. And we have very little insight into that also. Right. Mm-hmm. Like we don't necessarily sometimes like when Jared Goff improves, everyone credits his coach. But oftentimes, when a player improves, who's who gets the credit for that? Is it the player, right? Is is it the coach? We don't know how to to sort of appropriate appropriate that credit. Okay. I mean, how do you judge Bruce Arians in those three categories and just in general? I, I don't. I don't know. Let's. I, I'm curious to see Arians in big games down the stretch, honestly, because I I I don't know. I, I Arians is more of a motivator, locker room guy. Um, than he and he's and like scripting plays than an in-game genius necessarily, but he never struck me as being like the worst guy. But he's also never blown me away. I'm not sure. Okay, uh, All right. TBD well, on this. Let, let, let's get to another a very embattled coach at the moment uh, who could be on the hot seat at number fifteen, Doug Peterson. Yeah, I don't know why he's ahead of Bruce Arians. So that that's your issue. You want him one spot lower. No, I mean there were good coaches last week. Also, I mean like Doug Peterson. Right now. So you know, it's first of all, Doug Peterson is a coach who sort of is is does the correct thing analytically usually, mm-hmm. right? He also literally just won a Super Bowl and he did it with Nick. Foles. You know, one thing I've been thinking about Mike Tomlin is like we don't give coaches enough credit for when players develop. Like the fact that I the literally Steelers just said that two minutes ago, Einstein. I know, but I'm I'm just, just been thinking like yeah. the fact like this when the Steelers have a new star receiver every year, like yeah. He has to get a lot of that credit. And I think it's the opposite with the Eagles. Like, none of their players develop. Mm. Wentz has gotten worse, and then everyone 2-53 to 53 has somehow gotten worse. So that's Peterson's fault. I, it's, it's, I'm not saying it's not. I'm not saying it's his fault, Like, but he hasn't improved them. I don't know if he's made them devolve, <laughs> but he hasn't made them get better. You know, I would. Ju- I, the hope is, first of all, if he gets fired, he could immediately get a job somewhere else. Again, he just won a Super Bowl. 
I you're, think you, you would you, have you, a you would tough like time give up getting. Some of, you would give up some of your children for the Jets to hire him. Mm, I, I think he would have. A t- I, I'm not saying he won't get a job. I think there's a chance he would have to be an offensive coordinator again. No, there is zero percent chance. Doug, hold Who's on. Who's clamoring hold to on. hire him? Hold on. Hold. I, I, you're gonna be. Hold on a second. At the end of the season, you are firing your coach, Adam Gase. Correct. I mean, it, hopefully, it should be during this podcast. But let us what's pretend, crazy is there is no let us, news. Let us in the pretend for hypothetical, hypothetically right that the Eagles and Doug Peterson part ways. You are not pining for the New York Jets to hire him as their next coach. I'd much rather him than Adam Gase, but I, no, that, I think we should get we should him get versus the field. Young. You wow. Okay, uh, I think a lot of Jets fans would disagree with you. Jets fans, let me know. I, I'm not. I'm not saying he would be the best candidate, but he would be among the most coveted candidates. Right, I can't say I think, for I'm certain. I'm not saying he won't get a job. I'm just saying you just said he chance. won't get a job. You just said he'd have to be an offensive I didn't coordinator say that. first. I said there's a chance he'd no, have to be an no, offensive coordinator no or miss a year. No. I mean, Absolutely he might, he might, he might want to take like time off anyways because he's getting paid, and you know, yeah. all right, he's rich, uh, number baby. Number fourteen, <laughs> number fourteen, Matt Lafleur. So here's TBD. Yeah, that's basically my thing. Like I, I do the same thing with rookie quarterbacks. I'm not going to move you too high too soon. I think that you've made that mistake. Like Dan Quinn, you had like top five. I think even the year, not the year they went to the Super Bowl. I think it was the year they started 6-0, and right? His first season. Yeah, I was a big Dan Quinn guy, big Adam Gase guy. Yeah, Adam Gase. Um, so, you know, obviously the Packers sort of outplayed their, their you know, their pie bag, what you would have assumed them to do last year. And mm-hmm. people, they were a very common pick uh, by some podcast hosts uh, to be, you know, to do much worse this year. And they're winning. And he seems to have uh, spurred a little bit of a renaissance in Rodgers. And so he gets credit for that. But, you know, it's been it's been what a season and a half. So let's hold our horses a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. By the way, I think I was right. Like Sean McVay also is a guy who you not just you, the whole world was in like immediately, like a month into his first season with the Rams. And, you know, the bloom is a little little bit off the rose, although he's still a very good coach. Um, all right. Number 13, I have Sean McDermott. So Buffalo, you were talking about how Tampa is a playoff roster. Buffalo is a really stacked roster everywhere. The question mark was Josh Allen. Now, whether Josh Allen, the credit goes to Josh Allen or whether it goes to the coaches or whether it goes to the GM who had the foresight, I'm not sure the answer to that. I read an article on that side that was giving all the credit to the front office, but who knows? Who do you give most of the credit for Josh Allen's development to? Yeah, I think McDermott. I mean, I, I don't know. I had a, you have to be in the room if it's the OC, the quarterback coach, McDermott. But McDermott has clearly done a good job. Uh, he's there for a long time now. Mm. Um, all right. So number 12 is another coach possibly in the hot seat, which is Mike Zimmer. I think 12 is the lowest I've ever had him. Yeah, I don't know. I listen. Uh, Jefferson has developed. Uh, Cousins has well, gotten much on. better. Mike, Mike Zimmer, the defensive expert, the cornerback whisperer. I don't think he's the main reason that Justin Jefferson is having a great Well, I'll, I'll tell you who he's not developing right now is the, the cornerbacks. cornerbacks yes. They shouldn't be in the NFL. Well, That's no. an XFL Dancer, cornerback. Dancer Gladney, both of the rookies have actually played pretty well. For rookies, I mean, they're, they're not Darrell mm-hmm. Revis, but they well, both yeah, actually... I understand they were over their heads yeah, against the three exactly. Cowboys guys this week. That's fair. Well, uh, they, they they didn't give up that they gave up less than 20 yards passing. I would One think. of the things they, that they yeah, played that badly, in they the never have any half. pass rush, they never yeah. have any pass rush, and the running defense was very bad, I thought, against um Dallas. But the, the broader issue with Zimmer, I think, is while I appreciate and he's another one, although he's a little bit older. Uh, he's he would also immediately if you want to get another job. You're not going to tell me, oh, we'd have to be a defensive coordinator again because uh, how old is he? Well, I, I would guess he's like 65. I'm not sure. See, that's that's his issue. I think a 55 year old Zimmer is no problem. I do think if he's yeah, like 60, ironically 60, a 55 year old uh, Zimmer didn't have a head coaching job. Yeah, I, I I think there's a good chance that he does not. He's 64. Oh, OK. Well, yeah, I think it's, it'll be very hard for him to get another job at 64. 
Yeah. I think uh, he, I, I, I just because of his the, age. The best coaches in the he league. Would, he's earned and, it. Andy Reid and Bill Belichick and Pete Carroll and the people running for fucking president in this country. Like, there's a lot of really, really old guys. I'm not saying. I just think, and listen, the owners who hire them are also all old bags, a lot of yeah. them. <laughs> to but, Tony um, LaRusa. By the way, I will say, I think that the coaches right now, obviously, there's a few of those old bags around, the ones we just mentioned, plus, uh, you know, Rivera mm-hmm. and, and Gruden, obviously. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, Mike McCarthy. Um, but other than that, I think the coach, the average age of coaches is probably the lowest it's been in a while. I think it's probably true. And it continues to move in that direction, which is probably on balance to the good. But, uh, you know, and then the fact that the, all these old guys are the best guys isn't indicative that old guys are good. It's that in order to become an old guy and to survive, you have to be the best. Yes, correct. Okay. All right. All right. Number 11. Another guy zooming way up this list, but let's hold our horses a little bit. Let him get to double digit career wins. Uh, well, I think is Brian Flores. Yeah, I would have to say about Florida. Early results are in, and they're very good. But you know, well, that's what Trump okay. said about Florida. So, so yeah, the, also, uh, yeah, South Florida can now throw you for a loop. Uh, Bill, Bill Bill Simmons heard him on the radio and thought they were going to the Super Bowl. Brian Flores would be the first Bill Belichick disciple to be a successful NFL head coach, right? Yeah, there's been some yes, college success, be. but there's been zero NFL head coaching success, and it's actually kind of incredible, and it makes Belichick. Like unique. No, Vrabel. Vrabel. Okay, that's well. We'll get to Vrabel in a second. Vrabel's but, a big hit. Well, hold on. Vrabel's ten on my list. He's right ahead of Flores. Maybe we should talk about them in, in tandem. But, okay, but, let's but do that. There are different stages in, in their coaching. So, so Flores. I don't know why we just assume he's going to be a good coach. And it is an indictment on Belichick. Like, there's no other great coach in football or in basketball who didn't have any disciples who became good coaches. It's kind of crazy. Um, yeah, that is crazy. So, yeah. So the Dolphins last year, they don't go 0-16. And so people are like, oh, Flores is great because he can win a couple of games. Um, this year, they're 3-3, they're three and three, and then they replace two, and then they, they keep winning, not because of two, of course. And it's like all of a sudden, oh, Bill Simmons decides their Super Bowl team, and like Brian Flores is a genius coach. He might be a good coach, but let's see a little bit more. Let me see if he gets to the playoffs once before I put him in my top 10. Mm-hmm. You agree? Yeah, I agree. It's really annoying when you don't make your own lists. You're like, oh, I'll just comment on yours. No, people want you to have your own list so we can fight and argue, and you can say that you have a guy. Because now you're just sort of like, yeah, it's okay. Whatever. No, I was very on. No, with the 32 to 17, I was much hotter. These guys are all good at this point. <laughs> all right. At number 10 is where I have Mike Vrabel. So Tennessee goes nine and seven year after year after year after year. And this year, they're probably going to maybe they'll go 10 and six now. You know, the big win, obviously, uh, against Baltimore on Sunday. But. Vrabel, because he does those things that the nerds like us love, like find that wrinkle in the rule book. And we were talking before, I think, when you wander off about, you know, um, changes to the rule book and making changes to the rule book that coaches can actually be aware of and follow. Vrabel's on top of all that stuff, right? He's taking the intentional penalties and all that's to the good. But let's see the actual mm-hmm. performance. on. Let's see the actual performance. Let's see the record. They go 9-70 and 70 every year. They only made the playoffs last year because Houston was basically resting guys in Week 17. Granted, they won a couple playoff games, and that was very impressive. But a team having sort of a fluke run, especially an AFC team, a fluke run to the AFC Championship game before getting destroyed, like we've seen that time after time. We saw it with the Jaguars a couple years ago where every, every person involved with that franchise is basically like salt of the earth at this point or being salted. Uh, so, I, you know, I need to see a little more from Vrabel. And I think that the love on him, do you agree with me that it's just dude, so much love is because he does those little rule book things? No, I think it's because his teams are winning and and his winning coach, what? his quarterback is Ryan Tannehill. They've been nine and now. Okay, nine they're and seven and three. They made the AC championship yeah. game last year. I mean, yeah. get lost. They went to Baltimore and won to New England. Yes, New England. That's not that impressive. Oh, oh, last year. I mean, yes. Okay. Yeah. All right. Again, I'm not saying he's not. I'm not saying he's not a good coach. I have number ten. These are like the good coach rankings. No, it's not just the shtick. 
All right. The next guy that it could beat up the other coaches helps, but yeah. Uh, and the next guy is one of the toughest guys on this list to rank is Mike Tomlin. This is like Zimmer, the lowest I've ever had Mike Tomlin. I've never had him outside the top five. And I'm probably wrong to do so because all he does is win every single year, every single year. He just does it again and again and again. His team is undefeated this season right now. And I don't know. You're right. I mean, where, where do we give credit? Where do we not give credit? We see Tomlin's play calling and it's very, you know, especially offensively, it's very unimaginative and it's not great. And we see him make questionable decisions in terms of clock management, things like that. So we decide, oh, you know, he's not like a great, great coach. But look, like the goal of like, why do we play the game? As Herm Edwards says, like, seriously, like, so I'm probably way too low on Tomlin at nine, right? Yeah, Tomlin could be one and I wouldn't complain. Okay, well, but but then let's talk about these other guys and you tell me why I'm wrong to have like which of these other guys should be below him. Right. All these other guys have been to Super Bowls much more recently. Just name them. Okay. Uh, number eight is Sean Payton. All right. Looks pretty good after last week. <laughs> Had one of the best weeks of his career. Everyone was laughing at him at 12 o'clock. Yeah. And then at 1.30, Taysom Mills like, oh, this guy sucks. And by 2.30, yeah. he was like, oh, oh, yeah, Jameis is terrible. I forgot. I mean, I still, T- Taysom Hill was not impressive as a passer in that game. He was very competent. I, I mean, I, I still think, and, and look, I've, obviously, we haven't seen what Jameis looks like in practice. And he did throw, you know, a drop pick uh, the week before where he replaced Breeze. I thought they what they were going to do initially was they were going to use some kind of, you know, Jameis between the 20s and then taste him around the goal line. So we'll, we'll see. I mean, you know, he also, Elvin Kamara did not have a reception for the first time in his NFL career, which is surprising. You think a backup quarterback is going to use a lot of dump offs to the running back. But right. He was just feeding Mike Thomas in a way we haven't seen basically since last season. Yeah, Thomas had his best game this year, basically. Yeah, um, which is probably good for for the sort of the team's uh, uh, locker room because he seems to be a somewhat volatile individual. Um, all right, uh, so... Eight is where I have Peyton. Seven is, is where I have Frank Reich. I, I've been like a Frank Reich lover since the beginning. I think that's no. Yeah. I picked, Maybe I, Frank Reich is who I thought Adam Gase was. Yeah, I picked his team to win the Super Bowl this year. The Eagles have fallen apart with Adam. Yeah. Um. I, you know, again, he has to prove something more, obviously. So he's the only one on the list who has not gone to a Super Bowl as a head coach, actually. So I'm wrong. Um. And you could very well argue that, you know, career accumulation, Tomlin is so far ahead of Reich that it's insulting to have Reich ahead of him. But I'm doing this based on right now. Right. Um. All right, number six is where I have Kyle Shanahan. I think that Kyle Shanahan also, it's becoming a little bit bloom is off the rose. We fell in love too quickly. And by the way, I don't mean No, that. That I mean, what is it? no one's going to win with this team this year. He's got a backup quarterback. He's missing his best player. He's no, missing okay, his second but, best okay, player. Part of this is like, it's his job to, to help. I mean, it's, 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 it's principally Lynch, the front office, but it's his job to help pick the quarterback. And he's had a lot of chance with quarterbacks. And like everyone was saying a couple weeks ago, well, Nick Mullins is just as good as Jimmy Garoppolo, maybe better. So it's actually probably you know, like, look right. how good obviously he was. That's, a, that's a, obviously a Garoppolo indictment, but I don't. Well, but if it's but it's also a little bit of a Shanahan indictment. If we're giving Shanahan credit, right, right. Well, he's he's an offensive. He's a quarterback coach mm-hmm. primarily. So if they're winning because of their defense, Jimmy Garoppolo is on the Niners next year. The Patriots XFL team. I, I, I would choose the field if those are my three choices. OK, fine. But uh, yeah, I don't think uh, unless he miraculously comes back in week 16 or 17 or something, I don't think that he's going to be. Uh, in San Francisco, but uh, it also right. depends what, what their other options are, but you know, all right. Uh, number five is where I have Sean McVay. Yeah. Uh, McVay is sliding down people's list because he's so conservative with the field goal stuff. It, it is interesting. Like I think someone said on Twitter, like it's funny that because he's, he's sort of young and good looking and, and memorizes everything that's ever happened in his life. We all just decide he's like this brilliant, like genius that he's always going to do the correct thing analytically. He really doesn't ever actually. Mm-hmm. Um, and at a certain point we thought, well, it's because he has Jared Goff, but like, 
this offense has a lot of weapons, and um, yeah, they they play really two buttoned up. All right, number four is where I have Pete Carroll. If you want to say that that it's career achievement and he, he shouldn't be this high, I won't disagree with you. I'm not sure why I have Pete Carroll this high when I had Tomlin down at number nine. Maybe I should swap him. Yeah, I like Tomlin over Carroll. Yeah, I mean, no, I certainly like Tomlin more. Like, I, yeah, I, I have like, no problem with Carroll. Yeah. I wish the Jets had kept him in 1994. This is not, not Chester's love coaching. This is a uh, yeah. Uh, number three is where I have Reed. You know, I, I've always been on Reed's side. Uh, again, he's he's so he was so obviously bad at clock management, things like that, that he was always unfairly like he Donovan McNabb was a borderline Hall of Famer. And that team went to the NFC Championship game every single year. He comes to Kansas City and he's even better. And, you know, he benches Alex Smith for Mahomes when everybody thought that was nuts. Um, he has the best team in the league. Uh, he's also getting up there in years, though. Right. Yeah, I think a lot of these guys are probably starting to slip. Yeah. Although, well, I'm not I'm not saying he's going to slip. I'm just saying, you know, how much longer is he going to be? So he, what Reed is. 62. Wow. Reed is two years younger than Mike Zimmer. <laughs> he's an old 62. He's lived the life. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. He, but he's actually he's actually lost weight uh, to his credit. Uh, some of us have gained weight on quarantine and um, and some of the NFL coaches without naming names have gained a lot of weight this year. But uh, Andy Reed has lost weight. So good for him. Number two is why I have John Harbaugh. Um, you know, maybe that's too high. Obviously, Baltimore has not looked good the last couple of weeks, but I'm trying not to make this ranking based on the last couple of weeks alone. Um, you know, John Harbaugh is, is he's He's everything that his brother wishes that he was and more. Listen, as the new coach, co- the next coach of the New York Jets, Jim Harbaugh. If they keep that, losing, if they keep losing, happen? they can get him. Yes. Mm. Yeah, by the way, he could be another. Uh, if we're talking about college football for a second, Minnesota and Wisconsin have played each other for 113 consecutive seasons through world yeah, wars. Just ended today. Yeah. Sad. Yeah. Through, uh, through Although I don't know, maybe there'll be weird bowl stuff. Like maybe they'll play bowl against each other. <laughs> no, I'm serious. Yeah, you know what? It's actually it's it sounds idiotic for teams in the same conference to bowl each other. But if you have teams that are rivals, I mean, if Michigan and Ohio State was not happening and Michigan was good this year, now they would find a way to make it happen. But if for mm-hmm. some magical reason it wasn't going to happen, yeah, to make that a bowl game that'd be pretty cool. Yeah. No, I think I listen. It was my idea. I agree. Yeah. By the way, Michigan Ohio State was in 2006. What 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 some of us wanted to see is the national championship game. And then, uh, you know, Florida wiped the ass with Ohio State and realized that was. Mm-hmm. All right. And the number one uh, is still the goat, unfortunately, is Belichick. Yeah. But no, listen, part of me as a Jets fan, I mean, I don't have hope that the Jets will be but confident. This is purely coach rankings, not for, not not I uh, general manager rankings, because he's slipping there for sure. Yeah. Yeah. At a certain point, he has to be responsible. You know, what I think the Steelers can't can't stop finding receivers. The Patriots haven't yeah. found one in a decade. Yeah, um, it just warms my heart that the Patriots seem like they could be on the way out. And listen, Brady's gone. Belichick will probably be gone soon. The fact that, like, to me, the Kraft organization is so bad at MLS gives me some hope that maybe it was all Brady and Belichick, and maybe they will become completely incompetent once Belichick leaves. Um, Yeah, I think it's a little too early to be uh, dancing on their graves. Listen, I I could dream. My team has zero wins. We We have to grasp at straws. Let's make picks for week 12 in the league where they play for pay. Yeah. Okay. Nice try. All right. All right. So very exciting. First week since uh, before the Jewish holidays that we have nobody on by. We got everybody playing this week for Thanksgiving. It's weird because there are buys next week, but yes, it is yeah. exciting to have all 16 games. What, Akiva, do you have any Thanksgiving plans? What are your normal Thanksgiving plans? You have a traditional, my nor- meal, right? My Don't normal you? Thanksgiving plans are we go to a specific friend's house. And we um, and we watch football there. The kids watch the parade. What's the deal with the parade this year? I'm not even sure. And they're doing uh, a socially show. distanced parade. Okay, 
So that's yeah. normally what we do. I don't know. We'll do something with we'll have some turkey or something. I don't mm. know. So Thanksgiving is kind of canceled in our house because mm-hmm. like we can't see anyone. My parents are like strictly quarantining themselves now. And so we why are your parents re- quarantining? Because it got worse. Yeah, it's like it's like horrifically bad out here. The oh, whole I didn't country. know that. The whole country. If you don't pay attention. What's the t- what's the positive that's, that's test percentage? Just in New Trump Jersey. never mentions it anymore. What's the positive think, test percentage? I think it was over three percent. Maybe I don't remember. I don't. Oh yeah, we hit over numbers. fifteen. Three is not bad. Three is nothing. It was twenty five by you. I don't know what it is. It's not it was twenty five by you or or twenty two when when it got really bad. No, it wasn't. Yeah, it was. Oh, positive wow. test percentage. Yeah, but very few people were testing back then. Also, right. Oh, the only people testing were like dying. But yeah, yeah. it was like twenty. It was like twenty two, and now it's three. Uh, well, my wife went back to Get the hospital grip. for the first time tonight. My kids are in. Are, are they going to cancel school? School should be the last thing canceled. Um, I, I I agree with yeah. the little kids especially. Yeah, I agree. I mean, as, as first of all, the, oh crap, children very that rarely kid should be in school right now. Yeah, children very rarely transmit um, COVID. We now know. It's most problem is, but if if parent, someone tests positive, teachers. that does shut down a whole class. That's yeah, oh, no, well, and it should, but it's mostly the my teachers. kids. Teachers were in my kids. They have two pods in this class, so or they did, but now they, as of today, they had to go back because they didn't have the rooms anymore since they opened up the fifth and sixth grade. But um, yeah, so my kid, the other pod, they all had to quarantine for two weeks, so he had substitute teachers for two weeks. Sub- substitute teachers back. in the class, in the yeah, in the class because his main teachers had had seen the. Are these very uh, little kids though? Is your youngest? Yeah, son? second graders. Yeah. Okay. Well, even. Oh. Um, yeah. In, in our in our community, most of the cases are coming from teachers who don't live in our community, actually, um, and they live in communities that aren't as uh, strictly enforced. Yeah. Blame other people, of course. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> um, yeah. I'm, I'm blaming other people of, of the same uh, demographics. So. Um, all right. Okay. Um, all right. So let's start with Thanksgiving. We have Houston at Detroit. Uh, Detroit starts off our Thanksgiving as they do every year, twelve thirty. Oh, hold on. Hold on. Come back to Thanksgiving for a second. So we're discussing it and we're like, are we going to make a turkey? Are we going to make all that stuff when we have to make a meal the next night anyways? Because Jews, as you pointed out in the past, basically do Thanksgiving every single week. Yeah. And then, not with a turkey, but everything yeah. else. And then we have to stuffing. do. Stuffing. We eat stuffing. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, yeah, we do. Um, we have to do that the next night. So we're doing this literally just for our family. And it's me and Jen and, and a bunch of little kids who eat no food. Mm-hmm. So anyway, so, so what, who are we making a turkey for? For me and Jen? No, I agree. It's absurd. You don't yeah. need to make a turkey. If you want to, you can, and that's fine. One person can make a turkey, and if that's, if they want it, that's fine. But you should not feel obligated. I can tell you who has to eat all the turkey anyways every year, even when we have a meal with a whole bunch of family. It's me. Mm-hmm. So this yeah. year, I'd have to eat an entire... I could buy the smallest burger. What if you do the sides? I think that's what I would do. Do the sides. Do like cranberry and stuffing, or do a Shabbat ter- Thanksgiving dinner the next night. Yeah, it's also my son's birthday, so we have to make... You know, it's got it's his birthday, so he has to get a special birthday thing. So mm-hmm. last year, I think we actually did like a turkey-shaped cake. Mm-hmm. But as he gets a little bit older, I think he's going to want a little more agency over the, the shape and design of his birthday cake. Sure. You might not want a turkey. All right. Houston at Detroit talking turkey. It's it, yeah, it's a bad game. I mean, Detroit was was humiliated last week. They suck. I mean, by the standards of the first Thanksgiving game we get with Detroit every year, it's not necessarily a bad game. No, this is bad. Good, I mean, yes, I game, think we had but... Bluff a year or, or two ago. Right. That was bad. David Bluff. Yeah. But I mean, they just they're coming off a tw- uh, they're it's coming a off bluff. a 20 nothing loss yeah. to a team without their best player and their starting quarterback. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Uh. And 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 foolishly, I thought Detroit was going to be favored. I mean, uh, this team could lose out. the The Lions could lose out if they lose this game. Yeah. Uh. Galladay missing is really hurting that offense. DeAndre Swift obviously missing hurt that offense. I mean, are they going to run this back fifteen times with Stafford and everybody? 
They're just going to keep running it back? Well, every, like the same garbage team every year? But is Stafford the problem? Like, where are they getting a better quarterback? No, right? I don't think they can. But, it, like, listen, this is what the Bears were saying, you know, eight years ago with, with Cutler. Like, are we going to just keep running this back and yeah. and doing nothing? Mm. I mean, the Giants won two Super Bowls that way. So I don't think Stafford's the problem, but but uh, I don't know. This team sucks. And by the way, Stafford's career much better than Eli's. At least based on his own personal numbers. Mm. But Carryon Johnson sucks. Yeah, but who cares about Adrian Peterson sucks. It's funny when Adrian Peterson Hawkinson's to- good actually. When Adrian, yeah, when Adrian Peterson was told that uh, that DeAndre Swift was uh, going to be named the starter, Peterson's like, "What took so long?" <laughs> yeah, which reminds me of uh, I, mean, I mean, there's many movies where that's happened, but of course, since I'm a Seinfeld fan and I'm recording a Seinfeld podcast right after this, when Newman gets caught, right, for the mail fraud. I mean, excuse yes. me for the uh, yeah for he the what took so long. yeah what took so long. Yes. reaction. Yeah. All right. Okay. I watch. Oh wait. So who? So who are you picking here to win this game? Houston. I'm gonna make it a fun Thanksgiving. I'm rooting for all these crappy ass uh, home teams to. Uh, By know. the way, I was I was so confident in my picks last week. I went three and four. Just mm-hmm. I want I want to be accountable. I want to be on the record. I'm still only three points out of the pick six overall. Someone picked six for the uh, pick seven. Excuse me for yeah. the uh, how much first time clams? Yeah, about fifteen hundred clams. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what are you throwing about on the bus? What if the IRS is listening to our podcast? All right, fine. Bleep his name. <laughs> Washington at Dallas. I, first of all, the Cowboys have been for weeks. We've been saying we're the worst team in the NFL, other than your Jets, who are barely in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, but now Andy Dalton looks competent. I mean, first of all, you know they had very very short fields repeatedly because of you know the the, the two fumbles. Uh, you can't pick Washington though right now. I, I mean, Washington's defense, I, I want to believe, is better than Dallas's offense. And the opposite units are, are totally worthless, obviously. Although Alex Smith putting up a lot of yards in garbage time. I'll take Dallas. Yeah, I'm for sure taking Dallas. Yeah, for sure. You want to lock it in? Spread open at uh, only two and a half. Do I want to lock it in? Yeah, uh, I'm for sure. Yes, it's I'm locking it in. Well, I don't understand your question. Is it one of your seven picks? I'm saying the spread. You're, my, giving us, you're giving us your million dollar locks, aren't you? Houston and Dallas are are, are two of my seven picks. Yes. Yeah, so okay. far, we're two for two. All right. Okay. So next game is not. All right. Baltimore at Pittsburgh. Only three, which, uh, you know, the Bill Simpsons of the world are going nuts over. I still don't think we have to be worried about Baltimore yet. I, this past week, I was a little bit worried for the first time. You know, when they lost to New England in the Mountain soon, fine. And when they lost to Kansas City, fine, because they had beaten everyone else pretty soundly. I'm starting to get a little bit worried. You know, I think they were the better team against Pittsburgh last time. Was just all those turnovers, but Lamar, we we knew we weren't getting a repeat of last year, obviously, because we've never seen that before in NFL history. There, I mean, I've watched every play of the Ravens for the last like six weeks. Like I say, I watch with Ravens fans every Sunday. Mm-hmm. And I thought that Pittsburgh game was one of their better performances. They certainly could have won that game. Since then, their their seasons have completely diverged. If Baltimore loses this game, obviously, uh, they're in huge trouble, right? They, yeah, they could they miss play- the playoffs. They could definitely listen. They're out of the players as of now. They could definitely. Yeah. They play on a neutral field. They beat Cleveland by fifty points every time. But yet, I don't think that's true. Well, well they did in week one, and they won yeah, thirty six to seven. Yeah, but Cleveland so. has looked much better since then. Nah, I, I mean, know. they've looked worse aesthetically than the worst yeah. team ever. <laughs> yeah. But Cleveland's horrific to watch. Two unwatchable games against Houston and Philly. Yeah. I, I like Pittsburgh. All right, uh, let's get to Sunday. We have you know a full slate, but unfortunately, we don't have that. Uh, you know, that that heavy uh, 4 p.m. shift like uh, we've enjoyed for. No, but there's good games. I think those three, the three games on Sunday are, are, are actually good. Wait, just yeah. to just to go over again, uh, I I picked Houston. You picked Detroit. 
And then I, I picked no I, Dal- I picked Dallas. You picked. I'm st- I'm taking Dallas Pittsburgh. All the home teams should win on Thanksgiving. Okay, fine. Get to go home to your wives or your whoever you go home to. All right, Vegas at Atlanta. Yeah, I don't know because I'm not, we- I'm not like throwing Atlanta out in the trash after yeah. that week, but I yeah. do think Vegas is going to win this game. I'm not betting it hard, but I, I think Vegas is going to win. Yeah, I'm, emo- I'm emotionally invested in Atlanta being good enough. First of all, they obviously destroyed the Vikings, but I, I want them to be good enough to beat Tampa to keep me uh, alive in this delusional uh, Vikings playoff race. Oh, my God. So um, five and a half. I thought this line was like one. Oh, I don't know why I thought it was five and a half. Three well, and a half, you, maybe? You, you guessed five. Oh, that's why. This is the one I was way off on. Uh, I'm, lo- I'm looking at our guesses for Monday, so I haven't looked at the updated lines yet. But um, So you're taking yeah. Atlanta just because you want them to beat a team. I mean, the Vikings are going to be like 4-9. You're going to be like, well, if, you know. <laughs> no, I want to be done with nine. Trust me, I want to be done with Vikings. I don't want to have to keep thinking. No, this, you're but... never this delusional about this. This is crazy. I'm not being delusional. That team sucks. If what? that team made the playoffs... I mean, if the if this okay. Vikings the, team with the, that the with Vikings, that secondary, hold on. did you see that Twitter thread that the Vikings have the best offense in the history of the NFL? Oh the history, God. the 2020 Vikings. I'm not oh saying I believe God. that, but their offense is actually incredibly good, and the analytics love them even more. I mean, they have the best. They have two of the best receivers in the league. They have the best running back in the league. Right. Let me explain something to you. They have if no that, secondary. They have no pass rush. I understand all these problems. Okay. Trust that me. That team goes to Arizona week one of the playoffs. It's going to be 41 to 10. I'm not so sure. Arizona lost. Arizona lost badly to Detroit at home this year. Yeah, right. Detroit has a much Ar- better secondary Ar- than your team. Arizona is going to score 45 points probably, but the Vikings are going to score 35 points. No, you. You're, this team is terrible. You're going to be embarrassed in the playoffs. Yeah. Okay. No, they're going to lose. Obviously. Um. All right. Uh. So what do we have next? Oh. Uh. Chargers at Buffalo. Yeah, that's an interesting game. Listen, Herbert is so so good. The rest of the team is so bad. Yeah, I think they probably have to fire I don't their think coach. The, now. I don't think the rest of the team is bad. I really don't. They've had extraordinarily bad luck. I think they're on on paper the talent of both of these teams. I think it's basic. I think it's pretty even. No, the Bills are very talented. Let me say something. Yeah, the, so so are the Chargers. The, the Bosa started uh, going up against Mackay Beckton, in the Jets. Uh, one bright spot, their left, their rookie left tackle, mm-hmm. and he almost immediately was like, "Oh, this is not going to happen," and he moved to the other side. Um, so that it, like, I, I, that, now that I say this back, they'll probably get injured this week. That's but not like, an insult of Bosa, though. No, I'm just saying that's the one, one thing the Jets have going for them is they have like a franchise left tackle. Yeah. Well, Ezra Cleveland for the Vikings has actually looked like that also. and has been when he got put into the starting lineup is when this team. Well, really I thought Cleveland was around. playing guard. He, he was drafted in the second round to be their left tackle of the future. But because they still have Riley Reef this year, mm-hmm. they've, they've played, been playing him at right guard. But since he went in there. Their offensive line has been incredible. The running game yeah, has been obviously, but he should like an elite tackle should be yeah, a good guard. But he but he didn't play this. He's league. athletic. Okay. And, and, and Cousins well, wasn't. Yeah. No, Cousins was superb. Cousins was fine, but Delvin Cook. No, no, I'm so saying much. they weren't getting off of. Yeah, right, they their run offense wasn't great. That's yeah, great. and so um, I like the Giants in Cincinnati. We don't have to say much about that game. I mean, Finley is atrocious. So. <sighs> yeah, it sucks. It's a really depressing injury. It seems like Burrow's not even going to be ready for the beginning of next year. Yeah, and so. depressing because we have to watch. We have to watch six more Bengals games, and they're unwatchable now. Like at yeah. least Burrow, there was something to watch. Now the Bengals are unwatchable. Yeah, I was a little surprised to see the Giants such big favorites on the road. Like the Giants shouldn't be favored on the road like this against anybody. I think Giants, the Giants yeah. are going. I think the Giants. Aaron Chats has them. Them. Aaron Chats has them as thirty-three percent, but that means the favorite to win the division. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, all right. Um, okay, so Giants. Yeah, I agree. I have Indy over Tennessee. We're both taking Buffalo. Yeah, we're both taking Buffalo. Yeah, I have Indy I'm, over I'm, Tennessee. We just saw this game. Indy's a better team than Tennessee. Yeah. Uh, I have, oh boy. I know I just said Carolina's better than Minnesota. 
by the but, way, uh, Teddy B coming home. Is Teddy home B playing got, this game? Is he playing? Uh, this yeah, game? I assume so. He almost played last. It would have been special. We would have yeah, gotten a the nice. The fans would have nice gotten cheer. a nice ovation for him. Really, for a quarterback who, if we're being honest here, really did nothing. <laughs> it was potential. No, but it's a story. But I mean, even if he was a backup, he should get this cheer. Yeah, his know? leg broke off, but like you know, he was at the precipice of being special, but he hadn't actually done it right. If we're doing this podcast on Sunday and I knew like Bridgewater and McCaffrey were 100%, I think I might take Carolina, but I'm going to take Minnesota here because I don't know their health. Yeah. All right. Minnesota. Um, I, I have Arizona and New England. New England sucks. I have no idea they won in Baltimore. Maybe Baltimore sucks because it's not New England being good because New England is the worst team the Jets But New England, right? but yeah, but New England also lost 24 21 to the Bills. Are you picking them? No. Okay. Yeah. Fine. Let's keep going. <laughs> uh, Miami's going to destroy the Jets. Yeah. Jets are really bad. Yeah. Uh, Cleveland's going to win in Jacksonville. Yeah. You know, Cleveland still, should not still... be a seven-point favorite against anybody. I agree, but... because they might not score seven points. Yeah. They might like dominate this game and still win 6 nothing. And, and by the way, goals. they'll be winning 6 nothing. Chubb will be running down the sideline at the end of the game and will fall at the one. It is crazy because that often so bad, but Chubb and Hunt are like each easily top five running backs. It's funny that Chubb never scores touchdowns, again, even when he's literally running to the end zone. I mean, Chubb is is like seven yards a carry. He's like a college football running. Yeah. You know, but last player. week he pulls off a big run, is that he goes to rest, and then Hunt comes in and, and vultures the touchdown. Yeah. Bitter Chubb. Um, so I do. I still have the survivor and the anti-survivor picks. Mm-hmm. Cleveland in Jacksonville. That's really you fine risky. with that. No, I mean, where are you going? Where else are you going here? If you, I'd rather take I mean, Miami. And well, I'm, yeah, Miami and New York is fine, but what about anti-survivor? Where are you going if you can't take New York or Jacksonville? Anti-survivor. Mm-hmm. You take Cincy um, the, the against bear, the Giants. The, bear, no, the Bears against the Packers. That's an easy yeah, one. Yeah, if you have you take... the Bears, that's possible. Yeah. Um, San Francisco with Mullins or mm-hmm. I, mean, Mullins? I use San Francisco, but yeah. Okay. Um, all right. So Cleveland, we both have New Orleans yeah. and Denver. This game definitely scares me. I mean, Taysom Hill against that against that defense is scary a little bit. Yeah. Uh, I would stay away from a betting standpoint, but I will pick. New Orleans. Oh, I like the points. My I'm definitely taking Denver, but I'll take yeah. New Orleans. Go to my head. I'll, I'll take. Yeah. Uh, I, the, the Rams over the Niners. The Niners season is over. This would have been the NFC playoff race would have been so fun if the Niners were healthy. Yeah. And, and again, like, why are we just saying it's over? So Mullins is stinks. Is that the point or, or Bethard or whoever they have? Why is it over? Because they have to win. What's their record? No, no, no. I'm not talking about the playoff race. I'm talking about this team being a good team. who can compete and win games. Oh, I mean, no, I'm not. I'm not completely writing them off, but I think the Rams are good. I was on the Rams. I one of my wins last week was the Rams against the Bucks. So. Yeah, we both came into our, our pre-week one preview pod so excited to drop the Rams on each other and realize, oh crap, boy, it's not that exciting because we both have the same team. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, KC at Tampa. Yeah, um, we already said that. Yeah. Uh, before we each like KC. Yeah. Uh, so we've only differed, by the way, so far. Atlanta against Vegas, Detroit against Houston. That's oh, it. I'm not feeling confident about that Detroit pick. What a, yeah. what a bad way to start Thanksgiving with an uh, Green Bay, loss. obviously, over Chicago, but will they cover? Um, I don't know. They couldn't cover against Jacksonville. They didn't even get close. And Philly's abominable. Seattle and Philly. Uh, do you, I mean, what's that? Six and a half? Is that the line? I might be off by a point. There. Yeah, it's too low. F- Philly... Uh, again, because they have the best record in their division, they have not been getting enough opprobrium. Like they are a bottom five team in every single position. The and word Carson opprobrium Wentz, should get more opprobrium. Carson Wentz is the worst veteran court. Like it's indescribable how bad he is. Yeah, and everything. The decisions he makes, I just don't understand. Having hair. Yeah. Yeah. No, there's a lot of bolder quarterbacks than him. No, but I mean with the color of him. So. Anyway, I mean, um, you've been talking all season about do the Jets give up on Darnold? I mean, do the Eagles give up on Wentz? Is that crazy? I don't think they can. I don't think uh, financially they can. Yeah. I think they're locked into him. Yeah. Well, they took Jalen Hurts in the second round. Yeah. I mean, Hurts could take the job. He could, Wentz could be a very expensive backup or they could cut him and eat it if Wentz is good. 
If Hurts is good, yeah, I, value? Uh, if, uh, if this was a normal division, a Jets fan was delusional enough to think that Sam Darnold can currently get a second round pick. He's like, well, Josh Rosen did. Yeah, and everybody said there was an atrocious trade by the Dolphins. Let me ask you a question. Yeah. If this was a normal division, let's well, first of all, if Dallas had if Dallas had Dak, are they have they already run away with the division, even though their defense sucks? Yeah, for sure. Are they like five and five in the divisions over? I mean, look, look, look how completely incompetent their offense was. What it was if, with that gone? If if with Dallas Dalton, were, with Gilbert, were the Giants with, with Danucci, mm-hmm. I mean those. Guys. If if somebody runs away the division to the point where the Eagles' last two games don't matter, do you try I, Hertz in those two games? I told you two weeks ago that the Giants would have clinched the division before Week Seventeen. Okay, but would you give Hertz you, a you, shot? You see what you have. I mean, Hertz didn't even get a preseason game this year, so yeah. He has no, not you need you need field. to see what you have, and and you you have to explain to Wentz it's to protect your health. We're out of the season's mm-hmm. over. You know, we want to get you ready for next year, but it's really to see what you have in Jalen Hurts. Okay. Um, and, and you think he'll believe it, but somehow we know that it's a lie. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's like when fans call up like sports radio, like, and they, and they suggest trading like your 14th best prospect for a guy. Uh, and, and like a guy who's washed up for, for a really good player. And it's like, well, yeah, like we know he's bad, but they might not know. <laughs> uh, yeah, all right. So I've seen all scouts and front offices are not allowed to watch games of other teams. Otherwise it'd it's be cheating. true. It is yeah. true. They have to, to go, go on reputation. All right. So not a lot of differences between Uncle uh, Kiwi and Dad Alex. Yeah, I, I'm switching that first pick. That's an absurd thing to say. Detroit's oh, right so, now. So our whole our whole week is going to boil down to, to one to game. Vegas, Atlanta. Vegas. Well, that's Atlanta. actually better. So if we have two, we're probably going to split. Fine. I'll stay on Detroit. OK, which means that when I'm right on Atlanta, all I'm going to do is earn a split for the week. I all mean, right. listen, that game isn't fun. Is there a ton of fantasy relevance in that game? Who, There's who, very little. Detroit. Detroit Houston that first game but will I watch every second of that game absolutely yes you know the crazy thing about COVID is it's reversed like the rooting interests like as a parent you don't want vacation you want regular days right because my work I have to work from home either way and I'm working I'm working a little less on vacation but it's basically the same work you'd be working on Thursday yeah, I mean, not as much, but uh, to be honest, you know, I haven't been always been as super busy lately anyways. I mean, sometimes I'm very busy. It really ebbs and flows. But mm-hmm. but I could be busy on Thursday the way I am on any other day. Sure. But the difference is my kids won't be out of the house from 8 in the morning till 3.30 in the afternoon. We had four. I didn't even realize I was so busy working. Like, I, my wife was telling me, I was like, oh, we have no kids at home today because she does oh, like the morning. Oh, what a miracle. Work. A little afternoon first delight. Time, first time. To, no, I was working. I didn't even know we were home alone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I was so busy. I got... Missed opportunity. Yeah, well, we have not had all four kids in school except for one hour on two different days at the very beginning of September. Well, I mean, I've never had all four, but I've had. Three well, you don't. Yeah, you have a kid who's like a baby. But we, yeah, we have not. We have not had all four children in school. And um, I, my daughter went back today, and then the oldest one is on a farm this week. Hmm. She you know, went with her friends. COVID. All right, so. I mean, you can also get it from the the five girls she's staring like sharing a dorm with. Yeah. She went like there's no school and there's nothing for high school girls to do. So they all like went to a farm and they're living on a farm. Do they live at home or they live in a dorm? Her school. Well, this has nothing to do with her school, but um, is this that, for the podcast, so, by the way. Yeah, you can leave it in. I don't yeah. care. OK, what about the baby um, crying in the background? The um, what's it called? I, her school is a dorm school, but she's there is no school right now. And maybe two weeks should go back. But she's just with friends on a farm somewhere. I don't know. I'm a super parent. Would would Mara ever let her, her live in the dorm? Forgetting about COVID, just in regular times. What does that mean? She lives in the dorm. Oh, she does. I mean, it's like a three day week. It's like a half dorm. It's like three days a week, and she comes home for the long weekend or something. Mm. So right now, how? 
why don't there's just, no school. It's schools on Zoom. But why don't they just quarantine them all for two weeks, test them all, let them in? And I then think lock that's what the they're going to do. I think that's I think that's what the like plan the was is doing or whatever. I think that I think that they're doing that with the seniors right now when she's a freshman bubble that thing up. Yeah. So I think that was the plan. But are the Problem seniors is, interacting with the other grades? Oh, the seniors are in school. By themselves, I think like because yeah. they're like, well, if the seniors don't come back now, oh, like, they got the run of the dorms to themselves. Although I can tell you as a former king of the dorm, it's actually not mm-hmm. great to not have the underclassmen there because that's who yeah. you rule over. Of course. Otherwise, it's everyone's you have, you, you, have, you have fewer subjects if it's just there's the no piggies. Seniors. It's no Lord of the Flies. Well, I mean, there's still a few, but there's always a uh, I won't say any names. <laughs> Anyway, I think, um, yeah, so we're eventually the they'll thing, go back, but then that'll be when there's a spike and then they won't be able to go. But I agree. They should bubble. I mean, my, my kids had to get Corona tests to come back to school when they decided to do it. Mm. And then they canceled. But then we regretted doing the test because uh, like if they popped it, if anyone popped a positive, then it's two weeks for our whole family. That's how basically it works here. Mm. You, you all can't leave your house for two weeks. So you're literally locked in your house for two weeks. It would be a nightmare. Mm. I always have to have enough Coke Zeros on hand. That's the really the one thing I care about. Yeah. yeah I so need to have never, a two-week supply of Coke You never go over one and a half liters. They don't really serve them here. You know that. I didn't no, want to get what, into what it on the podcast. You never open more than one bottle a day is what I'm saying. It's possible. Now, it, okay. It is possible that if I finish a bottle, so ideally I am at open a bottle and finish that bottle during the day. But if I have how, half how a bottle, flat, I know I know Rob asked you about the ice thing, but like how flat yeah. and warm are we getting by like, you know, the last third of the bottle? No, I put usually put in the fridge. I mean, I'll say right now it's a good question. You don't have a mini fridge in your office, right? I mean, what do you think? I live in a freaking mansion like I can walk mini, to the fridge. Mini fridges cost 40 bucks. No, no, no. They that's not my out, question. I'm saying I live so close to the fridge. I'm, I'm so close to the fridge listen, with my office. Listen, my friend, I have always at every job I've had. I've had a mini most. Yes, but I a, work from home. Why would I have a mini fridge? But even in my offices, where, the where would I is, put it on top of my regular fridge? E- like e- I'm not that far <laughs> from the kitchen. Even even in my offices where I had a fridge like 20 feet away, it's still better to have a fridge under. I your happen feet. to have a freezer in my office in the old place, but uh, okay. it's not in it's not here. Mm. So, uh, yes, it gets very flat. The last third of the bottle, sometimes it gets thrown out and I'll start a new bottle the next day. Even what a waste. What a waste of Coke Zero. I mean, I'm going to drink it now, but then I won't be able to sleep. I'll play like 10 games of Among Us. <sighs> Does your baby son want to play Among Us? I'll take I'll walk you through it right now. Uh, well, I have like another podcast right now and then I have another podcast. Oh, that. I forgot. OK, so, so it's, we'll another, it's, it's our freaking podcast. It's the patrons. People are paying to listen to you. You're going to go play Among Us. That I have no, to they're paying to listen Allie. to Allie. I'm going to sleep. I got yeah. I got work in the morning. Uh-uh, they're yeah. they pay to listen to the patrons pay to listen to Allie and Jared Drum. Listen, we gave them a great episode last week. I'm sure we'll give them another great one. Next week. We also have to finish uh, the Mike Bloom Best Survivor Seasons. Yeah, that, that and Seinfeld. They, we drop it with the, the next update every three months, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's, it's hard to, um, especially during football season. Um, all right, everybody, we will see you in a few days. Well, let's try and do a Sunday night recap this week. No promises, but let's try. Yeah. Well, we were going to do it the other week, and you're like, hold on, I got to go play Among Us for six hours. It is. That was two weeks ago. Yeah. But we yeah. should have done it this week. I forget what happened. All right. Bye, everybody. Well, I'll tell you, this, this week, uh, I watched football the entire day uh, outside in the cold. Oh, it's great. Because, well, oh, I actually, hope we get a snow game. I really, I'm, I'm but, feel, really feeling a snow so game. I, I, so I haven't seen my dad, who lives like down the block. I haven't seen him in a couple of weeks. But uh, you know, when the Vikings played on Monday night, he can watch that way. But he he has no way to watch when they're playing on a Sunday game that's not on regular TV. So he walked mm-hmm. over. So he wanted to watch the game, but he can't come inside my house. So I took the TV outside. Now I did that a couple of weeks ago. The weather was delightful, and all a good time was had by all. But the weather on Sunday was like it was like 30s. It was like cold. Especially I was mm-hmm. outside, so I taken the TV out for the early games. Did he I, leave? Did he leave the Vikings game? Was it too cold? Was this like a no, 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 no? He, wa- he watched the whole time. He's from Minnesota. 
Oh, that's true. He was at the Drew Pearson game. The Hail Mary. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so so because I shut the TV out there anyway, so I, I basically held the baby and sat out there, and the baby was warm because he. It's actually I love being out in the cold with my baby because I get these like Game of Thrones vibes because I have him wrapped in so many skins and furs and blankets and whatnot that I look at him in my arms and he's like happy Life as a clam while my entire body is shivering. And so am I. No, oh, that's funny. You don't All like right. Thrones references. No, I don't like baby references. No. <laughs> All right, talk to you later. <laughs> Goodbye, everybody. Bye. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. 
ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.